Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, we're back with another episode of... This? What? Well, I'm, I'm looking for the line, aren't I? What line? It's so dark in here, I can't see anything, this bloody stupid. What do you mean the line? Well, the line to introduce the, uh, oh, the show. no, come on, you've got to know what the name, you've got to know the line we use by now. Uh, well, no, because you always say it, and then you threw it on me the last minute when I'm running around. What is the, what is the podcast well, welcome called? welcome to the show. Welcome to no, the it's Mother Daughter Manual. Yes, great. Right, so what okay. do we, we know, and then you say, I am. I, I am, um, I am Felicity. We normally go, hi, welcome to the Mother Daughter Manual. I'm Liv. I'm Fliss. Yes. Yes, why don't you back. start That was a recall, that was it's a not, recall. It's not a line, you just need to just say the n- name yeah, of well, the show. we've done it now, haven't we? It's over. Well, no, okay, you, you try, ready? Hi, welcome to the Mother Daughter Manual. I'm Fliss. And I'm Liv. There you are. Very yeah, okay. What's that? Oh, that's my alarm. It's for the, the chips say. tonight when James comes around. Felicity. No. My, my little nephew, see, he always loves chips. He's 33. So, <laughs> the quote for this episode is, being a mother is an attitude, not a biological relation. Ooh. And that is by a man called Robert A. Heinlein. Is it relevant who, what his name is? No. It's just the fact that he's a man. Yeah. 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 Okay, just read it again. I so will, and I'll read in. it really slowly. Yeah, do it. That's okay. rude. What? Go on. Okay. Being a mother is an attitude, not a biological relation. What? Thoughts. Well, thoughts. It is both, isn't it? I mean, of course you're a biological relation. Yeah. Oh, maybe not, if you're adopted. Um, yeah. Or you're a foster... You know, all that. Um, but... It's wow, a, well, it's really erudite. <laughs> it's a bit of a freaky one, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it, it infers that a mother well, guess, might be too dominating because she has an attitude. I mean, to have an attitude is dangerous, isn't it, as a no, mother? I don't think, I don't think Assuming it, that I you're going to have... I think it means some... that the mother has an attitude. I think it's saying that, like, to be a mother is like, like maternal instinct. Like, that is an attitude. It's not... You don't have to be a well, biologist. So it must be written by... It's a deeply rooted well, emotion. So I think of it more as, like, adoption or... Yeah, maybe. You know, like yeah. fostering and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. it means that just because you're not biologically related, mm. you still have, if, you're, if you've got that mothering attitude. And like, you know, there's a lot of women out there that, that can't have children. Mm. And it's something that my generation talk about quite a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. We're quite, you know, open to the fact that we don't know. And well, not, well, nobody knows before no, know. you have children. So yeah, well, uh, yes. if you do have children, you don't yeah, know. It's, no. it's just a chance game. The quote bits, it's interesting. Sorry, can I just ask? What? Have you eaten any onions or pate in the past? 
2020. Oh my god, my homemade um, hummus was a bit of a disaster. Yeah, it's because really it was like, garlicky. It's so garlicky, and um, there's I, this whole it said two cl- in the recipe. It said two cloves, and then I got I out just... two fat cloves and realised two fat cloves was too much for two fifty g's of hummus. So um, I'm uh, really suffering. Well, two fifty g's of um, uh, ricotta, and right. then and in then you've hummus. got four hundred g's of in a hummus. Uh, no, it was about in a hummus. It was about 150 ricotta. I was in a hurry and I threw in two enormous yeah, cloves of garlic. Yeah, I can really smell them. But I have to say it's delicious. Yeah, well, for me, that's <laughs> not it? It's no, not well, as then. Why did you do let that me before hog the we microphone. came in? I'm not hogging microphones. I said, let me hog the microphone no, and look away yeah, but... and you'd sound quiet. I don't care. Yeah, but I, well, why did you for, think of doing that just before we went into... I don't know, because I was starving. I've been running around all day, Libby. Yeah, Fliss is okay. always stressed. I don't know why stressed. we're talking about... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure you've got, got the impression now, you're always had a bad day or a bad week or you're stressed you've got so much going on oh really yeah yeah anyway i'm really glad you had that hummus before we came in here because yeah, that's right well that's you really kiboshed the uh <laughs> the, the quote haven't you should we just move on yeah fine the quote is the quote and the quote will be asked to our lovely guest yeah and then hopefully they are more insightful than we are or she will be i know she will be yeah so you know okay take it for red or blue or yellow green green yellow Black. violet orange So this is our activity section. Yeah. Yeah. And Fliss, I've got a surprise for you. Have you? Yeah. Well, because, you know, like we discussed the other day about dating and stuff. Yeah. I have with me, hang on. Oh, no, I can't bear it. As usual, I can't bear it. We we, we tend to hear this phrase a lot, don't we? I can't bear it. Banana and a box of, a box of, um, you ready? Joking! Goodness (laughs) sake, that was funny. Let's just get on with what I really enjoy activities. <laughs> okay. So um, I was trying to pretend that it was a banana and some condoms. Okay. Well, that's not funny, is oh. it? Okay. Let's just get on with the okay. activity. Okay. So the activity, basically, we've challenged each other to choose three of each other's favourite foods, but in a different language, and see if we can get them. We we tend to think we know what each other likes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's going first? Let's go you, first. And one then and one and one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. Do you want to go? Yes, please. Go. Uh, do I tell you what language it is or not? Oh, you can, yeah. Yeah, so these are in Russian. Russian? Yeah, Russian. You've chosen them all in Russian? Yes, I have. You didn't just spice it up a little bit no, and give me one no, easy one? No, I d- well, they are easy, but it's up to you if you can get them. It's not, Felicity, I don't know anyone that knows Russian. Well, a lot of people, clever people yeah. know how to speak Russian. Yeah, okay, well, let me go. Let's, right, let's not okay. pick it to pieces before I start. Omar. Omar. <laughs> Tuna. No. Oh. Is it something I really? Omar. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so evil. Omar. Yeah. Okay, give me like the. You've the, got to think. So think you know. You've got to think something through. It's 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 something you used to love. Okay, yeah. I used to love. Well, you kind of you'd eat it now because you're such a lovey. You I'm love lovely. all the rich. You know, you love rich food and salami. No, more posh than that. Oh. Mm. Salmon. You're getting warm. Smoked salmon. No, you're getting, well, no. Warm but warmish. Oh. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Lobster. 
I haven't had lobster in years. You like lobster. No, I love it. But I mean, who can afford okay, lobster you love these lobster. days? So that's this. I'm just okay, but, it's, but it's not something... One nil. So I have chosen things that you eat okay. very regularly. Okay, like right. classic you. Well, You've you got something I've had go once in my life. If restaurant in the West End, you would go for lobster. No, Thank I really you can't. Go, Thanks, Mum. I can't. But you never <laughs> buy a lobster. Whenever have we Come ever on, had a lobster? Okay, right. One nil. Okay. Thank you. This is in Polish. Cebulia. Oh, my God. Uh... Cebulia. It's 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 like um, it's like a, a beef dish. No. It's it's like a beef dish. No. Goulash or something. No. Is that, um, some, is that are you a fan of goulash? Is it cannelloni beans or something? No. Um. Uh, is it cannelloni? Uh, um, is it? Sorry. No. No. Is it? It's, um, it's sort of squid. Um. No. Uh, no. Oh, you're so unbelievably cold. Oh, am I? Yeah. Go on. Tell me then. It's actually onions. Because you love onions. And I, I, you, I mean, every evening I get the story about how clean your colon is because of onions. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's not dwell on me too much. Okay, that's that's one all. I'm going to be generous. It's one all. There's no points, Mum. No, there's absolutely no, no one's won anything. No, no, but that's that's a whole point of doing an activity. So there's no points. Right, next Russian word. And this is something you do love and you get quite excited when it goes on the table. And it's so easy to cook. Now that is very, very generous of me because I've given you a really, really big clue. Okay, Okay. let's go. Spaza. Bread. No. On the table. No, not on the table. But I mean, you know, when it's on the table and I present it, you're quite excited. You think it's a luxury. Prawns. No. Oh. Um. 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 um, um, um melon. Prosciutto. I, I, melon. You're getting warmer. Grapes. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is it a salad? It, you're getting sort of close. Courgettes. Well, no, you're getting closer. Oh, okay, tomatoes. No. Mozzarella. No. Tomato mozzarella salad. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know? Yeah. Asparagus. Oh, right. You do, you okay. love asparagus. 2-1. Right. I've got a German one here. Right, okay. Okay, <clears throat> this is very difficult. Ungeschwellfelte Aprikosen. I tried to do that. with apricots. Aprikosen is an apricot, isn't it? Aprikosen. Yeah, it's apricot. Is, is it apricot tart? No. Nope. Um, what do I like? Uh, apricot full? No. Nope. No. Am I getting warm? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, yogurt. It's it's a yogurt and an, an apricot Absolutely yogurt. Absolutely not. No, it's not. Okay. No. Uh, oh, I so want to win today. Yeah. Um, just say it again for me, please. Thank uh, you. Ungeschwellte <laughs> apricotsen. Well, it's definitely an apricot, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. A green. No. Uh, no. Velt is uh, fresh. <laughs> no. <laughs> what would okay, I like finished? an apricot? Hang on. No, wait a minute. Oh, wait. come on. This is hours long. But, I'm getting bored myself. Okay, I've lost. Okay. Yeah. Unsulfured apricots. You go oh, on about those as God, well. Oh, God, yes. Oh, also, goodness I do sake, feel like this is super mean. I've actually gone and got things that slightly resemble what you How talk about I every day. That? And also, language-wise, How you can kind I of get them. Unsulfured okay, apricots. Okay, come on. Okay, last All one. Right. Okay, last one. Now, this is one you really do like, and they're not yeah, that expensive. I won't have any idea what it is in Russian. Garoskabi. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what the fuck is Garoskabi? <laughs> um, do you want to know now? Do you want to have a Yeah, tent? just bloody tell me. I don't Petit-quoi. care. Petty or a pea? A pea, yes. Okay, right, final one for you. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've had it with you in games. Right, this is Spanish. All right, okay. Queso. Uh, well, you know that through Eddie. Are you, are no, well, yeah, I just... Well, okay. It doesn't matter about whether I know uh, it or say not. Say again, I shouldn't mention it. Queso. Queso, queso. Uh, crisps. Nope. Uh, queso, queso. Something I like, yeah? Yeah. Um, oh, cheese. 
Yes, it's cheese. I won! No, oh, three because two. it's... 3-2! No, two. it's not 3-2! It is 3-2! But the thing about the cheese is Felicity, with my mother, dear, is she is an absolute cheese fiend. No, I'm not. You absolutely, absolutely are. Not. You're cheese-cessed. No, that's not You're fair. cheese-cessed. No, I'm not. Well, do you I want like to talk cheese. about the time... I, I make a lot of homemade soup remember and I put cheese, grated cheese into my soup. Do you remember when there was a, a ban on cheese in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Why was there a ban on cheese, Fliss? Because you said I was nicking the cheese from the fridge. <laughs> you were. I used to catch mum when she went through a stage of being... I don't think they all need to know about this. She went through a stage of being quite hungry and then uh, in the middle of the night. And I used to see her squirrelling like chunks of cheese, cheddar cheese, up to her bedroom. I don't like, do it anymore. Sort of crazy mouse. I don't do it anymore. No, I know if you I do, wake up at four in the morning, I that's have, why I have we one unsulfured apricot. One entire block of cheese. No, I have one unsulfured <laughs> apricot. So why did it, I'm really annoyed I didn't get that. I should have yeah, got that. Because yeah, I love bad. them. They're so delicious. Yeah. Okay, well, you win. I buy them in as usual, because next time in a game, can you actually try and do something that you know I could no, try and get? The whole about doing a game. What is like, winning and activity. absolutely destroying no, me? No, no, is just finding a way to challenge Completely you. Completely bamboozle the other person. <laughs> I'm the one having to deal with hummus breath. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mm-hmm. Christy? Mm-hmm. Mum, go off your phone. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got to do this introduction. Well, no, and I'm here. No, I'm trying to face away from the hummus breath, so I'm, oh, and, right. and then I turn around and you're on your phone behind yeah, me. Yeah, I know because I'm doing something. Because I thought, well, you introduce, I can do something. Well, no, no, time. you can Multitasking. introduce. I don't always want to have to do the the the, the hard work. Right. Well, okay, I'm very happy to introduce uh, Rebecca Good. Root, who is uh, an extraordinary talent. Uh, she's an act- actor. Um, Voice coach. She's a trans campaigner as well. Yeah, completely. And she's a patron um, for Diversity Role Models, which is a great charity. It is indeed. She's a great template. 
for um, young people growing up, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's. You probably most know her from Boy Meets Girl. Yeah, she was yeah. fantastic in that. She's done really, loads really of stuff. beautiful performance in that. Uh, she's in the Danish Girl for a little oh, bit. Oh my I think. god, she was so good in that. She played yeah. the nurse, yeah. which was really lovely. I um, loved what she did. We worked together in something called Hacksipso, which was a children's show with yeah. Henry Winkler, which we we loved, and we've been in touch ever since. So, um, and she's also was well COVID prevent. Prevented it, but was about to perform at the Globe, which is a lifetime's in, ambition for her. In, uh, which is very disappointing. Romeo and Juliet, I think. Romeo and Juliet. Anyway, let's yeah. be positive and hope that it's going to be back on. Yes, in next yes, year. Yes, two thousand twenty-one. Two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> Lovely. Right. right, Rebecca Root. Hi, Bex. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Livy. Hello, Fliss. Hello. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely afternoon. Oh, no, it's a morning. It, 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 well, it? it's a sort of midday. It's a midday. Yeah. It's almost midday. You're, you're, we're about five minutes shy of midday, so it's still morning. But good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good How morning. are you both? Very good. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on to our lovely little podcast. Great pleasure. So funny, actually. Bex um, sent me an email and she I sent an email that introduction email I said oh you know and I signed it off um Olivia or Liv or something she said oh uh am I calling you Libby Libs Livy and then I suddenly <laughs> realized that through this whole podcast you I mean I, I I'm literally Olivia all names like you've gone well that's been your gone whole life over and beyond with all the nicknames so now all of my nicknames are out in the out in the ether, ether. <laughs> so thanks for uh, thanks for reminding me that Bex, my 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 childhood nicknames are now in the public domain. Yes, but you know you can never you can never lose a childhood nickname, can you? I mean, that's, so that's true. why uh, sort of gr- ancient grandparents are still referred to as sort of you know Fuzzlebum or something because <laughs> that's what somebody called them in 1945. You know. Yeah, Fuzzlebum. That is a good one, I think. That's ch- chanting, Bex. <laughs> so Bex. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent you this quote, haven't I, that is um, today's episode. So I'll read out again. It's, um, being a mother is an attitude, not a biological relation. So do you have any thoughts on this quote? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> yes, no, no, I do. I have so many thoughts. Oh, I don't know where to start. Because on one on the one hand, it's it's poppycock because, um, of course, it's a biological relation because you're a um, you're the you know that's the that's the definition, isn't it, of yeah. a mother? You are you are a mother, biological mother, uh, of um, an offspring. Yeah. So of course it's uh, it's ludicrous to suggest that that it is not anything but um, a biological state. But then on the other hand, motherhood is of course uh, I speak not as a mother, uh, nor indeed any type of parent. But I, I think motherhood probably is a state of mind and an attitude yeah. um, because we all have moments where we feel uh, maternal or paternal, I suppose, or, or parental or have some sort of mm. nurturing instinct, mm. which is possibly close to uh, motherhood. I don't know. Absolutely. We, we sort of were thinking, you know, in, in the case of adoption as well, I think that's incredibly... Yeah. Sort of, you know, incredible point at this adoption, quote. You, yeah. Um, People that have that love to give. It because I'm I'm not a parent of any description, certainly not a mother. And yet my partner Beth and I um you know, we don't have children yet. We may have them, but we have sort of our substitute family. We've got our our lovely plants in the garden that we've been growing and tending. Mm-hmm. Uh we found a caterpillar which we've uh, uh, recently sort of helped 
and uh, it's now gone into a cocoon and we're hoping that that's going to produce a beautiful moth or butterfly or oh, something. Oh, amazing. We've also got a little, a little family of seagulls on the roof next door to us um, down here in Sussex. And um, we sort of watched their life play out in front of us since the parents, we even saw them mating. It was a bit voyeuristic, but you know, that's seagulls. Um, and, at, it, uh, at it like rabbits, they are those seagulls. At it, they Well, but only once a year, you see. They, oh there's God, a season. For, it? Anyway, don't, don't get me on to, um, don't get me on to seagulls. But anyway, the fact is that we've seen this little family grow and they're now flapping and jumping and learning to fly and they're hopping about and they can't wait to leave the rooftop that they've, spent the last six weeks on mm. and Beth and I feel very maternal towards these little chicks and we're sort of thinking Aww. we're going to be devastated when they leave when they fly away and we uh, we sort of say well I wonder if they'll come up to us and see us on the beach and maybe want to chip or something because they might want to come and <laughs> say hello to their mummies um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true <laughs> it's that. silly yeah. but the thing is you sort of do feel so we talk about uh, motherhood being an attitude but that is a sort of a sense of feeling maternal and feeling mm, um, that you're nurturing uh, another life isn't mm. it and I yes, suppose that's that was what uh, I, I felt when in response to the quote was that I, I may not have biological offspring but I do have um, creatures and other things in my life that are I can't imagine if you got a puppy, Bex. Oh my god. You'd be, fer yeah, well, you'd be a you ferocious know, puppy mummy. We're not allowed <laughs> pets in this rental property, unfortunately. Oh, but believe not. you me, when we get our own place, uh there will be a puppy. You can bet your bottom dollar. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So it's it's a, it's a well we we do find with most of our quotes they're sort of we we pull them out don't we and then we <laughs> we find all different angles to approach them at yeah I, ha I had a, a big problem with this quote in that I you know it took me sort of like quite a long time to actually absorb it and really understand what it actually meant and then coming out the other end thinking it was just a pile of crap really you think all but, the quotes are a pile no, of well crap. I, I don't I just think there's never people come out with these you know absolutes all the time about parenthood or motherhood and actually there is no absolute to anything because life is such a gray matter mothering is such a complicated business remind me again who the quote is from <clears throat> it's from a man called I mean there you Robert. said it I mean, it's it's a man, right? <laughs> For start. Yeah. But the thing is, Bex, I haven't actually... You've really caught me out here because we haven't really done much research. I just sort of found the quote with whoever... So it's we're Robert funda A. We're fundamentally Heinlein lazy, Bex. And from... Well, Fliss can't even be asked to ever find a quote. So um, from something called Have Spacesuit, Will Travel. Right. So it sounds, sounds like a really in-depth discovery about motherhood. I mean, it sounds yeah. like Robert A. Heinlein or whatever his name is, uh, maybe had a relationship with his mother that was, you know, interesting and dynamic. I don't know, because the thing with quotes is that they're always born of something, aren't they? They're always, you know, there's something always Something personal. Something yeah. particular. Well, that brings us very interesting on to... Interestingly. In, yeah, all right. Yeah. You, you, you head in with the, the clever links no, of uh, interviewing. Do, do your clever you just links. sit there and nod along. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get on with it. Okay. Well, I was going to say that brings us interestingly onto. Um, we'd love to talk about your relationship with your mother, Bex. Yes, um, I thought you might. Um, my yes. <laughs> <laughs> my mum is is quite brilliant. She's a an amazing woman, and um, 
you know, for the record, I, if she had any doubt, and if anybody had any doubt, I love her very much to the ends of the world and back. She's brilliant, Aww, and she is um, generous to a fault, and uh, she gives more than she has, and she never stops giving. You know, she's just an amazing, kind, loving, loving woman. Who's sort of become yes, a friend, I imagine, I mean, now, really. Um, you know, when a parent earns that sort of space, they, they yeah. become a friend, don't they? It's interesting, isn't it, when we talk about uh, parents being friends and, um, you know, friends, uh, sort of parents who say, you know, call, call me uh, call me Gareth or whatever uh, instead of dad, um, whatever his whatever his name is, um, <laughs> or, or call me Sally if you're your mum. I don't want to be called mum, it's too ageist or whatever, you know, call, call me Sal's. I don't know, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think no, no, no. I was just thinking that sort of yeah. Go on back. It, it's a bit like the distinction between being a friend and being friendly, and we have this with um, as a teacher, we have this relationship with students. Uh, you're you're not their friends, but you can be friendly, and there is a certain dimension to that in a relationship with your mum. I think um, in that she is a confidant, she is mm. uh, someone who will listen and give advice to. But is she my friend? Can I go out and get pissed with her uh, on a Saturday night? I don't know. don't think I can. I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> I'm really introspective, and, and, and I hope I don't get any of these words wrong. And I'd love to learn more about your relationship with your mother when you were, when you, and I think the phrase is, um, if you had it at all, yeah. is it gender dysphoria? When you're younger as a child, was your mother aware of that going on with you or was or was it something that you didn't go through or were you just always how was the relationship well, with her in that in that situation and what age were you and I'm, I'm fascinated yeah in- I mean it is interesting I mean um you should probably do a <laughs> have a conversation with my mum because she, she would give a different uh she'd give a different perspective of course <laughs> yeah. but growing up in the 70s there was no vocabulary for what I was experiencing mm. and it looked like I was a little boy dressing up in his sister's clothes and trying on mummy's makeup and shoes and pearls or whatever and um and I think that my mother uh in the 70s when she observed this was anxious or concerned that it wasn't really appropriate for a little boy to to do these things. So she was more concerned socially in that kind of in that sort of fear of the well bullying, all those sort yeah. of things. Yeah, were I mean mind. it was something. It was something that ha- that happened at home. So I don't know if it was necessarily witnessed outside of the house. I don't know how whether societal pressure came into it, but um, I think just the, the attitudes were different um, in in those days. And if you were doing something that was a bit different, then mm. um, Maybe that wasn't uh, wasn't the done thing. Uh, I was never chastised or scolded or, or or whatever for behaving like this, but um, it it just was shown the error of my ways, quote unquote. And I I I I, I suppressed any um, inclinations and needs uh, until I was able to leave home. Oh Gosh, really? really? Wow. But 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 was but, that? Do you think more on your part than? Was it was it in sort of from you because you didn't want to to go through that with your like under the, the family household or the language that I'm trying to articulate for the description? I mean, it, it's it's a sense of incongruity with yourself and so to, to with your body uh, as it, as it sits in the with yourself mm. and it, it's mm. anything like that is intensely personal and it is difficult to share something like that with with anybody. Absolutely. 
Um, I suppose if anything, I, yes. I, uh, I don't know. Did it? Did it in? Did you feel, Bex? Did you feel lonely? Yes, I did. Yes, because I didn't know anybody else like me, and I had no role mo- role models mm. in um, the public eye who who were like me. I had no one to relate to. Um, the closest I had uh, to to relate to was. Uh, a gay friend and you know I grew up in Oxfordshire after uh, having been born in Woking in suburban Surrey um, we then moved when I was about 10 or 11 to Oxfordshire to the Cotswolds beautiful part of the world but you know remote and rural and yeah. quite yeah. a different sort of place to to mix so when I uh, was growing up and go, I went to the National Youth Theatre in, uh, in the 80s for a few seasons I was finally beginning to stretch my wings and um, meet people who were, if not like me, then at least were open and liberal-minded. I'm not saying that my parents and my mother were not liberal. They are liberal. But um, mm-hmm. it was just that being in, in a place and amongst people with whom I felt I could uh, open up. And, of course, that then extended into drama school and, and leaving home uh, for good when I was 18 yeah. to go to drama school. Um, yeah. And also, Bex, you're talking about, you know, back in the day when you were growing up, you didn't have those role models. And actually, what's amazing is you are now that, you know, you model. are now yeah. this role model. A warrior for in a way. So many kids yeah. and, you know, teenagers probably going through what you were well, going through. It must be must it, be such a lovely feeling to know that you can you can help others. And, you know, and I'm sure there's lots of kids out there, you know, and teenagers who whose parents might not have been as, you know, you said you were never scolded, yeah. you were never you know, chastise, like there might be kids out there that are. Yes. So, you know, to have someone like you, such a prominent mm. figure, I think is just, it's amazing. And that journey you've made is, mm. is And the fantastic. other thing we have to remember is, you know, I'm a 60s baby. You're, I didn't realise you were 70s. I thought you were younger than that. But actually 70s was also a very hard time. Yeah, I was actually born in 69, Fliss. Yeah. I was, were I was you? Just, oh, my goodness me. We're yeah, closer kindreds than I thought. I was moon landing, so that ages me. But um, yeah, yeah, but Bex, the whole point is i think it's very hard for the younger generation to to realize is actually how brave you were uh because even when you left home uh you know 18 uh the the, the pressure of social conditioning was to be straight to be whatever straight means was and and to conform were were, were massive those pressures and those pressures would have been on your mother and it's remarkable that she you know that she brought you up to, to, to enable you when you left home yes. to be who you wanted to well, be. Well, that's interesting. Um, and so her achievement is obviously massive. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I think that, um, you know, mum had ambitions to be uh, an opera singer and she didn't have the sort of access to... She's a Dubliner. She grew up in, in the Republic of Ireland and she didn't have the means to uh, do an awful lot of international travel, to go to auditions in London, Berlin, Paris, etc. But she uh, she wanted to train, mm-hmm. but her parents were sort of against the idea, really, and they wanted her to do something else. Her two sisters, mum's two sisters, did other things, secretarial and so forth. And mum always wanted to sing and to paint and be an artist. She eventually did become an artist and she did her fine art degree uh, in later life, um, in her 50s. Wow. When when I said I wanted to act, I think she probably recognised the impulse to perform and the vocational need to be uh, a performer of sorts. And she, Although I'm not a singer, I mean, I, I sing, but I'm not an opera singer, um, I think mum 
saw in me the opportunity to have access to the training that she never had. So she, you know, yeah, so, so she sort of gave me... Yeah, remarkable. You know, uh, full full reign to to uh, to go off and train. So you're very like her in some aspects, yeah, in that yeah, creative very much. sense. And my, my dad is a composer, yeah. an amateur composer, but, you know, yeah. God, no um, idea. So he, um, he's sort of very influenced by Bach and um, music of that period. You know, he composes hymns and masses and uh, all, all sorts, um, but most, mostly choral work, you know. Oh, you love choral stuff, don't yeah, you? I do, I do love choral stuff. But I was just, um, wanted to ask about, um, I thought you were absolutely, I've been watching Boy Meets Girl, I've been catching up with it. I thought you were really fabulous in that, Bex. Oh, bless and, you, bless. thank you. Um, no, I really do. I mean, I really thought it was great. But... Um, how did you feel sharing that story? Because it was—it's very much your story, yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's not—it's not biographical. I didn't write it. Um, it's, but it is. You know, in terms of yes, in terms of being trans and um, hoping to meet. And it mirrored—it mirrored some stuff. It, yes, exactly. And uh, dating or, or whatever. And of course, I'm now in a very happy relationship, and there is an age gap between between me and Beth. So, I know. Um, yeah. You know, if anything, that there is a little bit of life imitating art. Mm. But for me, Boy Meets Girl felt like uh, a wonderful opportunity to open up something of uh, something that reflected a lived experience of a trans woman. And you very kindly, you know, mentioned earlier that uh, I was seen as some sort of role model Absolutely. today to young mm. people. I think I don't I don't know if I am. A role model to young people because I don't because I'm uh, I'm probably a bit of a crusty uh, for, for many of the youngsters and they they probably like sort of um, <laughs> you know people in swimsuits and um, short short skirts and topless or whatever I don't know I don't really do that sort of thing but well, Bex, there's always time to I get those little I don't know if there shorts, is really you know, yeah. <laughs> social media now is it's just oh, a, it's an yeah. open platform go for it Bex <laughs> but what I was going to say but what I was going to say is that if anything it it's about being a, maybe a role model to the parents who who see me as uh, somebody who is yeah. relatively successful in her work and that actually um, being trans mm. is not the life sentence to misery that um, that some people might paint it to be. And mm -hmm. Boy Meets Girl was part of that conversation. So It definitely was. I mean, like when the meetings, yeah. the, you know, the meetings that you have, the trans counsellor is, is talking to you and then mistakes, you know, you know, typically that yes. your partner yes. is 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 the trans person, and it, it's sort of delight. It, I, I mean, I really, I missed it when it first went out, and actually, I'm sad about that because it was delight. It's delightful, and, it. and it yeah. takes a really delightful take on it, but not a patronising take. It's it's a real take, and and your character is so good natured that you cover it over beautifully. You sort of you sort of yeah. mend moments for other people, and I wondered if that's your if your. I mean, I know I do know you, Bex. We've worked together, but I mean, is that kind of your character? Is that how you sort of dealt with stuff over the years? Yes, I think so. It's better. So I, I I do get my I do allow myself to get rattled at times if I'm misgendered or whatever. But by and large, I will I think a smile is a much much more effective, efficient um, mode of setting somebody straight um, than uh, than chastisement. Um, well, mm. Interestingly enough, Bex, um, we worked together on Hampstead Sipsa, yeah. and uh, that's exactly what Henry Winkler used to say to me. Really? He used to say, disarm people with a smile. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, he said it's so much better next because he said you look so upset, you know, you look so crushed when <laughs> someone says something to you. Well, you get very emotionally yeah, upset. Yeah, I get very much emotionally upset. You can't hide any emotion on her face. It's like absolutely I can't just, lie because no. if you see if you see my face you can see that I'm lying. It's hundreds awful. hundreds such I'm a not, burden. About third about many many birthdays of mine have been ruined by the fact that Fliss just cannot keep a secret or lie. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but it's interesting that Winkler says that. You know, yeah. He says, you know, just disarm people with a smile. And they, what are they, we said, what can they do? He said, you're deactivating the moment. Mm. So that was something I witnessed watching Next, that. Was that script the first script you'd ever received that had, you know, that st- that transgender sort of like plot line and story in it? Yes, it was. Yes, because oh, it was, it came. So that, it, was that an amazing moment? Yeah. Just it, reading that and going, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole show was incredibly sensitively and accurately written. Um, and mm. um, it was brilliantly written. Yeah, and it did feel like um, it did feel like somebody had stepped into that world. And the, the writers were not trans; they're they're uh, gay, um, gay males, cis males. But um, their mm-hmm. their insight, and that's the skill of a writer, isn't it? They have they're yeah, able to in, in, inhabit the the imaginary world of a, of a, a, a real lived experience. Uh, and I suppose I I had conversations with them, and I gave input into certain lines and there were other trans consultants on the show as well. So um, they weren't entirely alone, but it did feel like um, our experience as trans people was being listened to and uh, reflected, which was a great privilege to be part of that. And Judy was a lovely, she's a lovely character. And as you say, she, she disarmed people with smiles and she was warm. Um, She, and she was kind as well. Very kind. Yeah. Yeah. And patience. Yeah. I mean, no I'm business. Not sure how much, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much patience I have with uh, relatives or, or, or even my mum. Sometimes, you know, we 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 kind of sometimes get a little bit. Uh, oh, come on, let's let's go get going. And um, oh, you should come to our house, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very good most of the time, and then our patience. I think you know, I think it's just a natural, yeah. you know, child parent symbiotic thing. relationship yeah. between parents. I'm trying to get Fliss to send things onto Instagram, and she's asked me about six times. And I get to the point where I'm like, Mum, like, come on. Yeah, but I, mean, I you know, I come from a different. <laughs> so I think any of, child yeah. is gonna is gonna. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But it's, it, it, but I mean, you've you've come from a position of pain and triumphed, mm. and I think that's yeah, a, a tremendous template for, um, uh, you know. For for you really, I mean, for a template for you know for young people in the same sort of situation who are bewildered and growing up without because even nowadays you can go on the internet, but what you need is a face to face with somebody who really understands what you're going through. Yeah, I'm just going to um, pop my little bottle of fizzy water, so there might be a little uh, sort of Schweppes moment. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no, oh, I love ASMR. I like that. ASMR. Like if you could take a really big glug as well, and then we can sort of like you know put it put it on all the platforms to try and make yeah. money. <laughs> I've been watching ASMR this terrible thing. thing. It's so weird. Isn't it is it weird, weird, isn't it? ASMR. Do you know what it is? It's be- so mum doesn't know what it is. It's basically well, you like... You tell everyone I don't know what it is. No, you were just, just shaking your head over. at me. Like, no, no but, but you could just glossed over it. I'm not going to gloss over. Oh, no, like, it's when not. people mm-hmm. eat things or make noises or speak really quietly into the microphone like this and everyone is really excited because they well, say Well, who's excited? I'm not excited. No, but then there's now this phenomenon on Instagram of like these girls girls eating pudding and like you just, they've got microphones right under their chin and they're like eating pudding. It is disgusting. And then they do other weird things like sort of stroke satin or something next to the microphone all you hear yeah. is this sort of weird <laughs> rustling sound you know well, it's not rustling because yeah. it's satin but do you know what I mean and you just think and yeah. I don't know whether people get turned on by it or do they just lull them to sleep I think that's or- the 
I think that's the thing. Like it's like the scratching nails as well. Like you know, or stroking. Or what is the matter with people? Look, go really close to the microphone and see if like see oh. if we can make a really sexy sound. Well, I can't. Obviously, can oh, I? Fizz, come on, no, just play I the can't. game. Oh, right, Bex, what Bex is do? a voice coach. Well, she could probably okay, do well, it. Well, you could just breathe okay. next to it. I suppose I don't know where the microphone right. is. Yeah. Okay, Bex, give me some instru- of... give me some vocal in- vocal instruction. Could, well, I mean, just go 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 to the microphone and just take a nice. I, I'm there. A nice easy breath in through the nose. Let it into your body and then let it out gently through the mouth. Oh, that's quite... Oh, it's this. It's like an angry dragon. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> gently, like... You're an angry dragon. Do you know, it's very hard to keep my ego afloat in this household, Bex. An angry dragon when I'm trying to be sexy. I mean... But what? How do you think this... You. How, do, how do you think this is sexy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, the final question I was thinking was cause just because of everything we were talking about earlier, and when you were younger, would you have any advice for someone that might be going through your, you know, the same situation, or you know, with their parents, or is there anything you've sort of thought would be a little nugget of? Well, is it just a talk? Never and... underestimate the wisdom of a mother, and yeah. um, know that uh, you know when I came out to my my parents, my mum knew, you know, she probably remembered those Mm. occasions in the 70s. Um, And she knew that there was something about me, uh, something that that I needed to uh, talk about. So never underestimate that Mm. and know that um, people are kinder than you think they are. And that's... Mm. um, Yeah, that's very wise. You know, uh, give, give them the... Give them uh, the opportunity to show that kindness. And I think too many people are afraid of coming out or having conversations because they're afraid of rejection, which is understandable. But, you know, the the, uh, parental uh, instinct and the familial instinct is very strong. And of all the trans people I know, a very, very few were rejected by parents or family. Some were, sadly, and it does happen. I'm not saying it's not on, you know... I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the majority of people find that there is love, there is support, there is patience, there is kindness, and offer yourself to that and and open the conversation because it's through, and it may be a difficult conversation, but through that conversation, um, you'll find an avenue uh, along which to travel together. Brilliant. Yeah, that's Brilliant. really insightful and um, very touching, actually, Bex, because I hope people out there will hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hope so, um, too. Because fear can hold people back. Fear holds people back. Exactly. It's held me back in my life, mm. you know. And so um, um, I'm being told to wrap it up, aren't I? <laughs> no. It's rude. They're so the... rude, my I children. Just got, I just got yes. a message from Luke saying, we've got five minutes left on the Zoom. Okay. Quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like you know, you know, a director's going rap, 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 rap yeah. from the edit suite when you're in the studio. Just get get it right and get the tape right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm getting. No, at I, the was just, I didn't mean to wrap you up on that nice. I just thought you'd end the sentence nicely. I thought you'd take I a did. director's note I did. and go, I did. got it, I did. nodding, I, yeah. and then end it up rather than cutting it and going, oh no, you've absolutely spoiled my point. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, Bex. Well, on that plateau. Yes. On that note. On that note, Bex. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Honestly, lovely. Lovely to be on your show. Thanks for having me. And and it's great that I'm going to come down and stay with yes, you and, indeed. and Beth. We can't and I can wait. actually and I can ex- and I'm going to exhaust you both because I don't stop talking. We can't wait. Just we can't to wait. We can't wait for ASMR wise, she doesn't stop talking. <laughs> See, that sounds very ASMR. 
we've learnt some lessons, haven't we, from this yeah, episode? Yeah, we have. We've learnt an awful lot yeah, this episode. The main lesson we've learned, probably, is not to eat hummus. Well, garlicky hummus ten minutes before a record. Yes, I think I probably learnt from that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... It's too late now, but I mean, next time. It definitely is too late now. Right. I'm a daughter. Get me out of here. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. That's really nice of Can't you. Can't wait to get a bit more of space between yeah, us. Yeah, right. Okay. <sighs> okay. Oh, no, God! The Mother Daughter Manual was painfully hosted and created by Felicity Montague and Olivia Nixon, produced by Luke Nixon, original music by George Montague, and this was a Snipper Nixon production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.